episode was recorded live at the NCEA National Convention in Dallas, Texas. Enjoy. Hi, Katie. It's nice to meet you. Can you tell us your name, your role, where are you from? Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Katie Bright. I'm at Christ the King Catholic School in Oklahoma City. I'm the assistant principal of the junior high, and I also teach a random class here and there, depending on what our needs are each year. Of course year. you do, because we do that in Catholic schools. We so do what that are you, in Catholic what schools. Are you teaching right now? Mm-hmm. So right now I am teaching seventh grade grammar, which is mostly <gasps> writing. Love it. Yeah, just Love so it. Good. That's so good. That's yeah, our jam. And yep. then I also teach an eighth grade elective that I invented this year. It's called From Fiction to Film. So we're what? currently Tell working through the Chronicles of Narnia, okay. um, which was really fun during Easter season because yes. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe oh. is such a great children's adaptation of the crucifixion and the resurrection. Yes. So we talked about Chronicles of Narnia in one, yeah. one of our first episodes. In the first five episodes. Tell us more about beautiful. Okay, just say more about this because teachers don't understand how many layers they can it's, do with there's this. There's so much of it. So and I'm teaching it to eighth grade. So watching eighth graders work through a text that's written for children. Yes. Th- that different kind experience. of is, is totally mm-hmm. different and really special. Um, so we last week we read through the part where Aslan the lion is walking to what he knows is his crucifixion. And he asked the girls to accompany him on his way. Yes. And so we oh. talked about, you know, when Christ Ooh, met I just got the chills. Yeah. We do. Yep. So we talk about when Christ met the women of Jerusalem on his walk. And mm-hmm. then um, when he fell, it shows Aslan stumbling. And so we talked about when Christ stumbled and knowing what he was going to, but still doing it anyways. So we. We talk about that and kind of watching them have that, like, oh. Do your eighth graders do the passion play too? So do they do like they do not. stations? Okay. No, we, we do the live stations. Okay. We do stations of the cross, um, and they got a few different experiences with that this year. But just kind of watching them have that moment of mm-hmm. connection and realization was really cool. And yeah. then if you fast forward in the last book in Chronicles of Narnia, there's a line that Lucy says because there's this big thing about something is in this stable and they're all scared of it. And she said, you know, in our world too, there was once something in a stable that was bigger than our whole world. And so it kind of backtracks to the birth of Christ. Yes. So I didn't know that part. That's awesome. Yeah. We're always learning things in the yes, teacher's lounge. Yes, we so are. So when you get to the film part then, mm-hmm. so do you, watch, do you watch it together? So How we'll do watch you it do together. That yep. Because so, teachers struggle with this. Like sometimes yeah. it's just like, oh, and it's the day to watch the movie and no. we have some popcorn. Like, so tell us how you do it well in your class because we all need tips so on how to best use the films. Part of my undergrad degree, I took two. My undergraduate degree is in secondary English education. So part of that was having to take film studies courses mm-hmm. at Oklahoma State those are considered English courses. So I had really good models of instruction of how to teach a film and and view it as literature and break it apart into sections and talk about all the different things that make it what it is. So we kind of do that as we watch the film. We talk about what we're going to see, Mm -hmm. what's coming up, backtracking, okay, we read the book, we know what's coming next. What are your thoughts? What do you anticipate? How will they address this in a live action slash CGI and then right. we talk about how does it come across differently when you're reading it on text and then when you see it. Because every student's different. Some may get right. more from reading the text. Some are going to get more from seeing the visual yes. adaptation. So we just kind of What I love about that. that, because I taught I taught film literature classes too. So what I love about that is you can take the 
the language for the kids who are really language oriented. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's mm-hmm. talk about the, the analysis of the language itself and what are we seeing and where is the symbolism. But in imagery, it's the same but different, right? Absolutely. So what are we seeing? And because every image is also intentional. So what does that mean and why was it done that way? So, right. yeah, that can be really awesome. Even just the use of light in that film is I just oh, yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. And kids don't know to notice that. But once you teach that, they get to bring that to everything they're watching. So yeah. when they're going to see what's quality, you know, we're called to this Catholic worldview as we as we take in literature, as we take in film, to be able to be critics of the good, the light, the, you know, all these things, mm-hmm. they need to have that skill set and to have intentionality when they go out into the field and do this work too, yes. of creating things that are good and true and beautiful and all, and all this. So um, I love what you're describing. Yeah. Did it's you really say fun. you dress up as something? Yeah, okay, so I, yeah, it's a whole different <laughs> thing. I also, yeah. sometimes, not this year, but the past two years, I would teach sixth grade social studies, oh, which fun. I think is okay. great because our junior high is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And so it kind of allows me as the administrator to foster a very unique relationship with yes, each student definitely. in my building. Because when they get to eighth grade, I will have taught all of them. Love them. Oh, I love so that. So if they're sent to yeah. my office for any reason or they're struggling with something, it's not, they're just going to a principal that they don't know. They have already that foundational mm-hmm. relationship. Beautiful. But part of sixth grade social studies is that we are talking about solstices and the earth on its oh. axis and rotations and revolutions. And that's envisioning how the earth moves around the sun can be really hard for 11 year olds Uh because it's such a big concept. So my last name is Bright and I have a sun costume. And so I come and wear a giant sun costume and we go outside and they become the planets and they stand in a circle around me. And so they rotate on their axis and they take a revolution around the sun and they, we talk about, okay, we did one whole lap. What is that? (laughs) We did. We spun one time. What does that represent? And so then they they have, I also teach dance. And so they will learn a choreographed, like, they call it their solstice dance. Oh my so gosh. So they'll become the equator <laughs> and they'll tilt and have a summer have solstice or they'll tilt she back and yeah, have a winter does. solstice. So this is it's so really, great. it's really okay, fun. So anytime, and I, I say this all the time, anytime you can incorporate movement, you should absolutely yeah. movement, yes. right? Yes. So they're going to have some memory of the movements yep. themselves and the visual memory of what they're watching their peers yeah. do. That is so great. Yeah. That's how we make dendrites <laughs> in our brains. Yeah. That's yes. how the synapse works. Yes. So, yep. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, what a was fun really conversation. Fun. So we hope you have yeah. a great day. Thanks. Thank you. This is going to be a wonderful conversation because Michael is joining us and uh, I'll let him introduce himself in a moment, but he walked by and said, but hey, I was told early on or in undergrad to avoid the teacher's lounge. So can you introduce yourself and tell us more about that? Yes. Sure. Uh, Thanks for having me. My name is Michael Pryor. Principal at St. Timothy Catholic School in Chantilly, Virginia. The St. Timothy Catholic School in Chantilly, Virginia. Um, <laughs> greatest school in the, on the on the uh, planet, by the way. Of course it is. In case you weren't, in case you weren't aware. Um, uh, I said that because undergrad, uh, the teachers would always say, the freshmen would say, stay out of the, the teachers' lounge because that's where that's where the the, the 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 talk happens. That's where the chirping happens. That's where the gossip happens. Yeah. So they say, stay away from it at all costs. Um, I taught in public schools for a couple of years and kind of saw it. Not in a bad oh, way. Oh, I but totally it, saw it in public it was schools. Just, I will. I'm going to say it again. It was again. just there. It was just present. Yes. Um, it, and it's not. It's like uh, when people say, "Oh, 
I can't believe you have bad behaviors at Catholic schools. It's like, why? You know, we're not immune. Um, it's <laughs> right, like that, right. that behavior couldn't creep into a Catholic school setting also. It's a, just the temptation of a, a private room where the teachers could all hang out. Naturally, what do, what do we have in common? Education. So what are we going to talk about? Our woes. That's just human nature. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I was just saying that teasingly. So, so in your building, <laughs> do you have a teacher's lounge? We have a cafe. Um, we, we didn't have anything previously. Now, I say cafe. Um, you're, uh, for those, any, any St. Timbers out there listening, they're like, wow, a cafe. But it's a, it used to be an old um, uh, work room that just collected garbage and storage and stuff. Yeah. But th- now there's a, a counter in there, a fridge, and a place where people can chop and cut and do all that stuff. It's a very small room. So but, where do they eat? Right. Where do your teachers they eat? There? Uh, they often, a lot of teachers eat um, uh, in the cafeteria. Oh, okay, good. Um, which okay. is which is neat because like they realize that, that it, it helps with behaviors in the cafeteria. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, they'll eat in their classrooms. They'll eat in our teacher teacher workroom. It's not like um, a, a, uh, it's not like the staff lounge or anything, but it's just a place where teachers go to eat and take the a place break. together. So, yeah. how many teachers do you have? Oh, I should know this right off the top of my head. Approximately. Yeah, approximately. Uh, Ish. Teachers and, and instructional assistants, about 75. A lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How many students are in your school? This is a big school. <laughs> he has a really big school. And that's, that's I was expecting him to say 750? Yes. Okay. Wow. We are okay. the largest elementary Catholic school in the state of Virginia. Wow. Yeah, thanks. Amazing. No pressure there. That is amazing. <laughs> okay, but we have talked, we've podcasted about this very topic before where we've talked about avoiding the teacher's lounge and why people avoid the teacher's lounge and then how hard it can be to change the culture because it really shouldn't be that way. And when teachers gather together, you can create a culture of support and joyfulness and not engaging in gossip and all of those things. So and that's the goal of this podcast, right? That, is that the Catholic that Teacher's the Lounge is a place where we share ideas, yep. we affirm our efforts, lift people up. we lift people up and we be the light. I love yep. it. I love yeah. that. Um, I will say, and I, again, I said that in jest, just for anyone listening. Well, I know, but that's um, the whole thing. That is the norm, taught. yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, we would have one. We just, because we're, we, the space is so sparse. That's fun to say, space is sparse. Um, uh, in our school, that we don't have the ability to have a, a, an official lounge. I, I wouldn't worry for a second if we did, because we have such yeah. a, a, a dynamic ah, staff. That beautiful. Are, are, Tell us about your teachers. Like, what's some, What are some things about your teachers that you think should happen in all Catholic schools? Um, knowing every kid, every family from day one, um, doing the research on the kids coming in before the school year starts, uh, being animated, dynamic. Uh, I'm saying all the vague, gener- generic no, things, okay. but it's, it's, it's important. Um, I love the collaboration amongst the teachers. Oh, I love that too. Yes, Good. it's really neat. They all leave. Now, this is something with, with safe, safety is a new topic. It's not, it shouldn't be new, but um, our diocese is big on leaving your doors closed and locking them during the sure. school day. And we we haven't. My, my superintendent's here somewhere. I'm looking around in cases. <laughs> anyway, we haven't fully jumped on that one yet just because it's, it, it kind of stifles a little bit of the collaboration. A little bit. Um, a little bit. Our school building is, is super safe otherwise. Um, okay, right. We're, we're getting there, but uh, that collaboration is definitely what, what they do best. Yeah. And, and we bring in, we realize we don't have all the answers, so we bring in a lot of outside specialists to come um, and work with the teachers and, and, and do one-on-one training. We met someone here last year um, uh, with for a UDL. Um, oh, shout out yeah. to the Pi in uh, Notre Dame folks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
what's great about even when the doors are shut, locked, whatever, and you're in your own little classroom as a teacher, but being able to go watch each other. And like, so you may not have a space. You may not have the space to gather in the teacher's lounge. You might not have enough time with each other, but you can visit each other's classrooms. Yes. And I think that's where the that's where the real things happen. And it can be so isolating to be a teacher, especially if you're told to have your door shut. Right. So we love when principals love the collaboration because that means they're open to me saying to Colleen, hey, can I come watch you teach? And then Colleen says yes, and then we make sure it can happen. I love that. But so frequently, too, like when, because I'm in classrooms all the time observing, and so much of the time, it's not that I'm there watching the teachers every move. I really am watching what are the students doing and how are they engaged and what was happening? What was the teacher facilitating so that those students were so engaged and that was so great and fostering collaboration among children. So, you know, it isn't always about, Hey, I'm going to come in and watch you. (laughs) You, Do you have, if you don't mind me asking, do you have your classrooms that were like, I really need my cup filled. So I'm going to go there. You don't need to say what, I'm not going to say which ones, but I have those classes where I'm going to go to that teacher's classroom. I just need my cup filled and just see goodness. So shout out to the teachers who have, um, they think it's like a natural a teacher who is engaging and has built that culture it looks very it looks very natural but teachers put things on autopilot when they've been doing it a long time so if you're good at building relationships as a teacher open your door to others to see that classroom because it's not magic you've made a lot of decisions every minute in your mind to to build that culture and to build those relationships Mm -hmm. but yes as an observer as a school leader Mm -hmm. going into certain classrooms Mm -hmm. in my building um, is very life giving and then wanting that to uh, be contagious throughout the building is the goal right what's the secret sauce how how does that classroom become the way that it is what is the secret sauce Uh, I think it begins and ends with the teacher it does um, t- give me give me a teacher with a piece of chalk versus an excited teacher with a piece of chalk versus um, <laughs> a, a, a mediocre teacher who's just collecting a paycheck with with all the latest and greatest. Yeah. I'll take the chalk any day of the week. That's right. I'm sure you both would too. Yes. Absolutely. Um, no one's here for the money. That's nope, for sure. Nope. In Catholic We've established school. that too. Yeah. So we're on mission. We all want good ideas, and we appreciate you joining us today. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. For, further discussion I'd love to have in the future is student discipline. Student discipline. That's a that's a that's a future one. All right, we um, got it. That's my passion. Um, okay, student awesome. Discipline I would love to talk classroom. to you about student yes. discipline. Okay, All right, yes. to be continued. <laughs> to be Thank continued. you. Thank you. This is awesome.